Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the College Cookery Podcast. This is the first time we're trying out the recipes on this new schedule, so I hope you'll stick with me as we get this figured out. But today, we're doing a really simple dessert recipe for fantastic fudge, and this comes from a the cookbook, Where's Mom Now That I Need Her? But this is a really simple recipe, and it's really good, especially if you're in a rush or you're on a tight budget really good fudge really really easily so all you're going to need tool wise is you're going to need a saucepan probably three or four quarts will work some kind of silicon spatula and then you're going to need some kind of pan for it to cool in i used a cake pan but you can also use just a baking sheet or anything like that and then ingredients all you're going to need is one can of sweetened condensed milk not evaporated milk. You're going to want sweetened condensed because that'll have that sugar in there, which you're going to want. You're also going to want to use chocolate chips. I used semi-sweet, but you can use milk chocolate, dark chocolate, whatever you want. And then you're going to need a half a teaspoon of salt and then one teaspoon of vanilla. But that's the very short list of ingredients, so let's go ahead and get cooking. Alright, so what we're going to do first is we're going to go ahead and get out everything that we're going to need. So first off, what I have out, I'm going to get out the dish we're going to put the end result in. We're going to put the fudge in to cool. And most of the times what you can do is you can just take a little bit of butter or margarine and spread that around and that'll keep it from sticking to the pan. But what I'm going to do, because I have it on hand, is I'm going to use some parchment paper. And I'm just going to line the inside of the pan and it doesn't have to be perfect but you want something that'll keep it from sticking to the pan, whether that be using some nonstick spray, taking a little bit of butter on the pan, parchment paper, anything like that. You just don't want this to stick to the pan. And I'm using a round cake pan, but you can use a baking sheet, anything that'll allow you to move it around and cool it. It doesn't really matter. Next, I'm gonna go, go ahead and get her a saucepan. And for this, we're not going to need, we're not going to need a large one, just one that's big enough that we can keep it all stirred without overflowing. Next, we're going to go ahead, get out something to start with. I'm just using a regular silicon spatula, which is going to help scrape the edge of the pan without bothering with scratching it. And other than that, we're going to go ahead and get in our ingredients. And like I said at the beginning, this is a very, very simple one. It's very easy. And there's not a lot that it takes. So all I need, you're going to need your chips out, your evaporated milk, just a hint of salt, and then your vanilla extract. So what I have is instead of, I have a two, two two cup bags. What I'm going to do right now is while I finish getting everything out, I am going to put about half of our chips in there and I'm using semi-sweet chips. I'm going to put half of them in there and turn the heat on medium low. So about a three to a four. And I'm going to go ahead and get those started while I get everything else ready. So we're going to need to have a 
half cup measure for our chips because we're going to use three and a half cups. And if you're, if you don't have two cup bags, that's all right. You can measure it out with four cup. We don't need any measuring for our sweetened condensed milk because we're just using one can. Then we're going to need a teaspoon, a half a teaspoon for our salt and vanilla. Now, because we're using a solid and a liquid, and they're both going in the same pot, what I'm gonna do, I'm just going to, I'm just gonna use a half a, this half a teaspoon for our salt, and then I'll fill that up and use the vanilla in the same spoon. If you want to use something else, that's all right though. But now that we have everything out that we're going to need, I'm going to go ahead and bump the heat up to a medium. And then I'm going to add the milk before I add the rest of the chocolate chips. Now you can add them all together. It's not really going to affect it. I'm just doing this so we can go ahead and start to get a little bit of a liquid. I'm going to make sure you want to scrape off the top of the lid, get that little bit of condensed milk that's on top. And then we're going to go ahead and just add this around and then mix it up. And this is going to be a lot of the sweetness we're going to get. We'll get a, the chocolate flavor from the chocolate chips, obviously, but especially with semi-sweet. They're going to have some sugar in them, but sweetened condensed milk has a lot of sugar, and that's where we're going to get a lot of the both creaminess and the sweetness from it. So you want to get as much as you can. If there's a little bit left, that's all right. This is why it's good to have a silicon spatula because that allows you to scrape the edges of this can, even with the ridges on it. And then you can recycle this or throw it away, but we're done with that. If you want, you can use a little bit. There should be some left on the lid if you want to try it out. Then I'm just going to start mixing it together and I can see some of our chocolate has just started to melt. But we're going to go ahead and mix those together really quick and let them sit for a minute. We just want to make sure we add this milk relatively quickly because we don't want, we want a liquid base over all of the burner. That way some of the solid chocolate doesn't burn and it'll spread that heat out throughout. So I'm gonna mix it up for a second. And then while that's melting some more, I'm gonna rinse your hands off if you have any uh, condensed milk on it, because that's... Sweetened condensed milk is extremely sweet, is extremely sticky because of the large amount of sugar that it has in it. So you wanna be careful with it. Now, it's been sitting for just a second. Let's go ahead. As you can see, the chips are starting to melt. We're just going to stir it up and we're gonna go ahead and start adding the rest of it. So I already added about two cups and I'm going to add one and a half more cups to this. Now that's not necessarily precise. You can add more if you want. If you wanna use up the bag, Go for it. I don't know if that's what I'm going to do yet or not. We'll just play it by ear. Let's go ahead, open that up. And I'm just gonna pull, have our measuring cup over 
the pot. So if it overflows a little bit, they just go right into the pot. One half. Now, like I said, a little bit of mine, I went a little bit over, but that's not going to affect it a lot. You don't want to add an extra cup and a half of chocolate, but adding a little bit extra is going to have basically no effect on it. But now that we've added those up, let's go ahead. We're going to bump our temperature up to medium high, so around an eight, and we're going to go ahead and mix all these new chips in there. And you'll see a lot of the chips that we started off with are starting to melt, and that's what we're wanting to see. So with your spatula, you want to make sure you scrape the sides too, because that'll keep that'll keep everything circulating, and it'll also make sure that you don't burn any of the chocolate. Because what you don't want is you don't want to have some of your chocolate just taste burnt. Because then that just ruins the entire taste for everybody. But you don't have to stir constantly. But you want to make sure you're stirring so often so you don't burn that, especially if you're up on a higher heat. And right now, there's a lot of melted chocolate, but there's still a bunch of chips. So we're going to spread it out on the bottom, and we're going to let that sit for just a second. And you want to make sure, I'm working with a smaller burner eye, but you want to make sure that burner is going to be right towards the center, because otherwise it won't really cook properly or you'll waste a lot of energy and electricity. But as we're starting to see, this cooks relatively quickly, but you want to keep an eye on it because it's a really simple recipe, but if you, it's easy to burn if you leave it unattended. So just kind of, you don't have to stir it hard, just keep that gradual stirring motion. It's really helpful. If you scrape the sides, scrape the bottom, and then flip it over. And that'll start to turn the stuff from the top onto the bottom to melt it. And the stuff on the bottom, it'll get turned up to the top to where it doesn't burn. So you don't want to just stir it around in a circle. You want to scrape the pan, scrape the bottom, and flip it over. Scrape the sides, scrape the bottom, turn it over. And that way... You're making sure everything is melted and you're decreasing the likelihood that something's going to burn. Now, if you, it might take longer in your pan depending on your heat and how much you have in it. But for mine, it's starting to get a lot gooier. There's still a bunch of chunks in there. But if I look, I can see it's a lot easier to turn and there's less lumps overall. So we just wanna speed up our turning and stirring just a little bit to make sure there's more heat in here so it's like more likely to burn. And we just wanna keep that from happening. We're gonna let it sit for a second and you can go ahead and scrape off your spatula. Just wanna make sure you get as much in here as you can. But here now, it's starting to get a little bit more liquidy. Last time, when I, when I was turning it earlier, it would usually stay on the sides of the pan where I had it. But now, after I stirred, it's starting to ooze out to the sides, and that's that means we're getting close. Now with this, 
you're going to want it to bring it to a boil, but you don't want to have it cook at that temperature for too long. So you got to keep it, keep an eye on it. When it boils, that means everything's gone through. But if you cook it too much, you're going to have a burnt fudge taste. And that's not what we want. So just keep that stirring motion going. And now we're starting to get a lot smoother fudge. That means we're close to the edge. Like I said, we just want to make sure we don't burn this. Just keep, keep stirring and making sure we don't burn it. I know I've said that a lot, but that's, that's the one thing you really have to worry about with this recipe. There's, it's quite simple and it's pretty easy. It's a really good beginner dessert, but you just have to make sure you don't burn it. Cause then you kind of, if this isn't like most dishes where if you burn a piece of chicken, you can cut off the burnt piece of chicken and keep going. The problem with something like this is that if you burn the bottom of it and stir it in, you're going to have a burnt taste throughout and it's not going to taste good anywhere. So that's just one thing you have to keep in mind. The good thing is, if you're just beginning cooking and you have this and you mess it up, this is a really cheap recipe and it gives you good experience. I do not want to waste food. I will always try to have leftovers. But sometimes if you mess it up, you just have to throw it out. And this is one of those recipes that you kind of have to throw out if you mess up. But it's really, really cheap to get more ingredients and try again. And sometimes you have to mess up in order to get something right in the future. I've messed up a lot of dishes, but each of those is a good learning experience. So if you mess this up, just keep in mind that it's a learning experience and you get to try again. And that's what's important. But we're still stirring this pot and I'm looking at it now and it's still not boiling yet, but it's pretty much all the chips have melted and it's just one mass basically. It's not boiling yet. So we're gonna leave it on the heat a little bit longer. We're gonna bump up our heat just a little bit higher too. We don't wanna go too hot. And as you get high, hotter, you're going to have to turn it more, but you'll start to see it's acting more like a liquid as opposed to a solid. And that means we're getting close. It looks really nice. So just keep stirring. Make sh Once again, just make sure you're scraping the bottoms and the sides and making sure you're not burning anything. That's, like I, I've said it a lot this time, and I know that, but that's very important, just to make sure you keep it from burning. I'm gonna let it sit for a second because this mass has started to, all this chocolate now has started to stick together as opposed to the pan, which is good because you have to scrape the pan less, even though you have to keep doing that. But it's a lot smoother. It's less likely to stick to your pot, especially if you use like a pot with a non-stick coating like this is. Our 
We're gonna let that sit for just a second. Let's see what happens. Keep it over that heat. What I'm actually going to do, I'm going to get a spoon and try it. Now, if you do this, you wanna make sure you don't let it sit too long. But if you try this, you wanna make sure it cools down enough. Now, it's not gonna taste the greatest because we haven't added the vanilla or not and stuff. This is a good way just to test it. But keep in mind, this is very hot. So if you get a spoonful of it, like I'm doing to try it, you wanna make sure it cools because this is very liquidy and very sticky. And if you eat it while it's too hot, you're gonna burn the roof of your mouth and then you're not gonna be able to get it off. So make sure it's cool before you eat it because having hot fudge or hot anything on the top of your mouth that is going that is going to be hard to get off is not going to be fun and if it's too hot it could cause some damage nothing too bad but you'll it'll be like eating hot pizza and burn the mouth the roof of your mouth for a time all right so after it cooled tastes really good there's a lot of chocolate and you can taste that sweetness and once we add our salt and vanilla those flavors are going to come out a little bit more but it's also good this can allow you to tell if this has been burnt at all or not and with mine it hasn't so i think we're going to let it stay on there for just a second more i'm going to take it off the heat this is starting to get very, very liquidy, and that's exactly what we want. So I'm going to smooth it out on the pan, and I'm going to let it sit for a minute to see if it starts to boil. And just keep an eye on it. If you have a bigger saucepan or use a bigger eye, this is going to cook faster. Because I'm using a smaller saucepan on a smaller eye, the, there's less energy going into it initially, so it's going to take longer. But if yours cooks in like five minutes, that just means you had a little bit more heat going and that's fine. I'm just cooking it a little bit slower for people who are learning and because that's what I have available to me and I didn't want to burn it. I'm going to mix it up. So let it sit for just a moment. Make sure it keeps heating up. Now, once again, just make sure if you're letting it sit, you're making sure it doesn't burn. Now, this hasn't started to boil yet, but I think when we flip it over, it's very very runny so we're going to let it sit on there for just another minute or so and then we're going to go ahead and take it off the heat I'm going to try a little bit more just to make sure and because it's quite good once again if you're tasting it make sure you let it cool that's the most important part but all right mine's is 
almost done. I can hear it bubbling on the thin parts. And it's very runny now. It's still sticking together, but it's quite runny. All right. So now what we're going to do is we're going to take it off of the heat. Turn off a burner and take it off the heat. And first what we're going to add, we're gonna use our measuring spoon. We're gonna get about a half a teaspoon, half a teaspoon, so not a lot, of salt. And just sprinkle that over everything. And then really quickly sort of mix that in. And this will get a little bit of a flavor in it. It's not going to be a salty flavor, but it's going to help bring out that flavor. And I think it also helps bind everything together. We're going to mix that up for just a second. Then once that's sort of mixed in, we're going to use our vanilla. So I have imitation vanilla, but vanilla extract works just as well. It's the same result. Now, for anyone who's new to cooking, the rule with vanilla is always use a little bit more. So what I do, I'm gonna fill up my measuring, measuring spoon and then go a little bit over. Now, you don't want to use much more because then the extract, in order to get extract, you use alcohol. Now, in any cooking like this, all that alcohol is going to evaporate off so it's, there's, it's safe for kids. You're not going to get alcohol that will, it's not going to be dangerous for kids or anything. It's simply how they extract it. Alcohol will cook off. It'll evaporate. The problem is you might have a little bit of taste left over if you use too much. But using a little over, the recipe calls for one teaspoon. If you use one and a half teaspoons, two teaspoons even, you're not going to have that flavor. You're just, you're going to have a nice vanilla flavor, but you're not going to ruin anything. But we're going to keep mixing this up. Make sure that vanilla is incorporated all throughout and the salt is incorporated all throughout. So make sure you scrape the sides, scrape the bottom and flip it over onto itself. And that'll make sure That'll make sure everything gets mixed up and you have a nice even flavor throughout. Now, as we can see, it's starting to, since we're off the heat, it's still rather runny, but it's starting to get stiffer. So once we have that mixed up, we should have this nice, smooth, melted chocolate. And what we're wanting to do is we're going to move that right over into our pan. And because my pan is, my, this is coming off of my pan rather easily. It should come out of most pans, especially nonstick pans, really quickly. If, if it's not a nonstick pan, just scrape the sides. Make sure you get as much off the sides and the bottom as you can. Once you have that, we're actually done with our pan so we can set that aside to wash. Now all you have to do is just spread the fudge out. For a cake pan, we're going to spread it to the sides. If you have just a baking sheet, spread it into a layer, however thick you want it. 
but we're going to want to make sure before it starts cooling and hardening, we want to make sure it's even out as much as we can. So just spread it out, and then if you shake, shaking the pan or hitting it very fast with the spatula will help settle it down quickly. And that way you fill out any cracks you might have. And if you have cracks because this is done, it's not going to affect it, but it just makes it look nicer and you're not going to have the occasional air bubble. But just pat it down. And once it looks like it's filled out the pan or it's at the thickness that you want, you're, you're basically done. Now, you can serve this, you want this to cool and harden, but you can do that different ways. You can set it out for 15 to 20 minutes, and then you can put it up. Or what I'm going to do, I'm going to put it in the fridge for a little bit. And you'll want to set it out before you serve it. But if you set it in the fridge for an hour or so, the fudge is going to harden up. And then when you take it out and let it sit for a minute, the fudge will be nice and firm as opposed to runny. But I'm going to take just a tiny bit on the spatula, let it cool, and we're going to see how it tastes. Ooh, that tastes really nice. It's with the semi-sweet chocolate, you get that you get that rich chocolate taste, but you also have that sweetness from both the chocolate and the milk. Now, if you try this again, right now you can put any toppings you want over it. Like if you were to put peanuts or something on top of this, peanut butter would actually probably go very good on top of it. You could also add it once you take off the heat. I might try that in the future. And experiment. Try peanuts in it, other kinds of nuts, dried fruit, anything that you think would go good in it. Add that when you add in the salt and the vanilla, and you can make this fudge really pop with different things that you try. So that I encourage you to try this out normally, and also try it out with adding something in. But I think that is it. So I'm thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy this recipe. Happy cooking. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the College Cookery Podcast. Today's episode has been Fantastic Fudge from the cookbook, Where's Mom Now That I Need Her? If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us or leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you use. And share us with your friends because audience participation like that is how a podcast like this grows. If you want more information about the podcast or... and want to suggest recipes or for other ideas for the show, you can follow us on Instagram at college underscore cookery. And if you decide to make some of these recipes, you can use the hashtag college cookery podcast to show us some of the things that you made. Uh, this week's episode was used, created using the anchor app. So if you have a podcast idea, go ahead and check them out. But thank you very much for, once again, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Happy cooking.